Welcome to the Help Club for Moms devotional podcast. We're so glad you're here, and we're praying for you to encounter the wide and long and high and deep love of Jesus Christ every time you listen. It's going to be a great day. Hey, this is Bryn Gletch with Help Club for Moms, and today's devotional is titled Joyful Obedience. Before we begin, I'd love to pray. I invite you to close your eyes, breathe deeply, and just allow the Holy Spirit to restore your strength through this time of resting with your good Father. Lord, I pray that you would speak powerfully through this message today. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture for today is Psalm 16, 6. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Obedience is one of those buzzwords that can evoke a certain type of emotion, depending on your experience with it, and the same is true for me. But I wrote this devotional when my kids were two and a half and 18 months old, and I was in a place where God was really redefining the term obedience for me. With that in mind, let me begin. Some may call me crazy, but even as a mom to toddlers, I want a puppy. I spend all my free time looking at designer dogs online. What has felt like hundreds of hours of research has led me to a few conclusions. If you want a designer dog, you might need to start a side business to pay for it, especially if the dog's name begins with teacup or ends in poo or oodle. Take that a step further, and if you want to have your dog graduate from an obedience program before you bring it home, your kids can forget about your contribution to their college tuition. And while I may never bring home the obedience-trained designer puppy of my dreams, this process has helped me receive revelation about the cost and value of obedience training. This is a revelation that has been very valuable for me because as a child, I had a powerful will and rebellious tendencies. I saw rules as a form of control and rejected the very thought of it. As it happens, as it goes, I have a completely different perspective now that I am a mother myself. I see the rules I put in place for my family as a boundary fence around my most treasured loved ones for their protection and preservation. The most common example of this is when we need to yell out to stop our children from running into the street after a ball when we see a car coming. In that instance, we are not trying to control or dominate our children, but to keep them safe. A more personal example that has happened recently for me is that one night when we were pulling into our house, we saw that there were some police parked outside. So my husband said, stay in the car, and he went out to check it out. My daughter, who has no fear, disregarded his boundary line and bolted out of the car after him, and my heart sank watching the whole thing happen. Luckily, it all turned out okay, but later that night, after we got the kids to bed, my husband and I were watching a military show, and as I watched the special ops squad fall into position at a simple hand signal, I had this reaction of like, man, I wish my kids would do that. And it gave me this revelation that that's how God must feel about us. How many times has he seen something coming and yelled out after us, wait, and we just didn't listen? Or how many times have we walked by someone that's hurting and got that little urge to stop and care for them and didn't, and they went on feeling in their pain? Now, of course, the good news of the gospel is grace. But as we start to look at God as a good father that just wants good things for us and to see us thrive, we don't need to be afraid of someone coming in to control us or to make us feel shame but we can just trust him and walk forward toward him in peace. An author that I really love named Danny Silk writes this, 
Submission is not synonymous with demanding dominance over another person. And the significance of that to me is that the boundary lines have been set for us, but it has been our choice whether or not to live inside of them. The most radical example of the choice of obedience that we get to see in the Bible is, of course, Jesus' death on the cross. In John 14, verse 30, Christ said, I will not say much more to you, for the prince of the world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. What Jesus is modeling for us is that our obedience to the Father is a choice, but in choosing to obey him, Not only are we having victory over the enemy because it says that the prince of the world has no hold over Jesus, but that we are professing our love and God's lordship over our lives. 1 Samuel 15.22 says obedience is better than sacrifice. In order to obey him, we need to know him. We need to hear what he's saying. We need to go to his word and learn what it is that he's asking us to do. And so through scripture, it's so clear to me that he cares so much more about us getting to know him and allowing him to get to know us and to have a deep relationship than it is about following the rules, obeying, being perfect. That's not his point in all of this. It's clear through scripture that what he's looking for is our heart's so we don't have to worry about doing it wrong or not doing enough because Jesus paid it all for us on the cross. And in return, it is our joy to love and to obey. Blessings and love, Bryn Gletch. We have three questions to ponder today. Number one is to search your heart. What areas of your life are you trying to take things under your control? And how is that working out? Are we walking outside the boundary lines God has set to protect us, or are we thriving inside them? Number two, Isaiah 9-7 declares there is no end to the increase of his government or of peace. One of the indicators that we are living inside the boundary lines that God has set for us is peace. Consider this, if the kingdom of heaven is full of peace, then how can I govern peace in my home? Are there any areas of my parenting that are motivated by fear? If so, ask the Lord to fill those spaces with love today. Number three, read Matthew 20, 25 through 28 and ask God for help answering the following question. How can I adjust my parenting style to reflect the type of authority modeled by Jesus? Faith-filled ideas. As I read this quote to you by C.S. Lewis, just ask God to stir in your heart. When I'm done, write down your response and then share it with your kids. To have faith in Christ means, of course, trying to do all that he says. There would be no sense in saying you trusted a person if you would not take his advice. Thus, if you really handed yourself over to him, it must follow that you are trying to obey him, but trying in a new way a less worried way. Not doing these things in order to be saved because he has begun to save you already. Not hoping to get to heaven as a reward for your actions, but inevitably wanting to act in a certain way because a first faint gleam of heaven is already inside you. Mamas, you are filled with the glory of heaven inside you already. Your father is so proud of you. He is stunned with your sacrifices. 
What is he asking you to do? Is he asking you to rest? Is he asking you to look at yourself in a new way? To see yourself the way he sees you? Whatever he's asking you to do, even if it doesn't seem like a sacrifice, just trust him. He adores you. He thinks highly of you. I leave you with this challenge. Consider that every directive that he has given you comes from a motive of your highest and best good. And as a testimony to confirm this, I just want to share with you that I wrote this Bible study six years ago, and four years ago, I did bring home the designer puppy of my dreams. God cares about us and the silliest desires of our heart. He wants good for us. If you have time today as a response, I encourage you to listen to Sarah Edwards' song, My Joy to Love. You can find it on your streaming services or on YouTube. One of the verses from her song that helped me write this study was this verse. I'm beginning to see the boundary lines were meant for me so that I could find all the treasures hidden inside a holy God. So I'll end in prayer. God, thank you so much that you love us and that you want good things for us and that there are treasures hidden inside your holiness. And I just pray that as we seek you and as we seek to obey, that we would continue to know you in a deeper way. And I just thank you for every woman that's listened to this Bible study today. I pray that you would multiply her time, the time that she has given here. I pray that you would multiply it as a gift in return. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's my time, ladies. I hope you have a great day and enjoy the joy of our salvation. God bless.